0: i'm not mad at you i'm mad at me i've just been so lonely over the last year i'm raising a child alone i'm scared i was thought of myself as a strong and independent person but the truth is i'm afraid
1: how do you tackle hard thinking in your own life and how do you grow as a person? I mean, sometimes you have motherhood just dumped in your lap and you've got one kid or two kids and y- every day you need to grow. You need to do hard thinking. How do I manage this with my kids? How do I teach them math? How do I teach them how to read? How do I teach them how to walk? How do I teach them how to not smoke part and have sex all the time when they become teenagers? Or if you're in business, how do you grow your business? With me today is Jean Maroney. Jean, has two master's degrees, one in psychology from Carnegie Mellon University, and one in electrical engineering from MIT. And she has 10 years of experience in the engineering field. And Jean, on top of that, has graduate training in the philosophy from the Ayn Rand Institute. And she's taken all of her knowledge, put it together, and become an expert on tackling hard thinking. So it, it, this applies generically to any of us. How do we tackle hard thinking to grow in our lives? Jean, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ellen. It's great to have you here. Um, tell me, uh, if, what is the problem? If I'm someone in business and I, have, I want to grow my business and it just feels overwhelming, what type of advice could you give me? Or even if I'm the mother who's got motherhood dropped in my lap, what type of advice could you give me?
0: Well, I think the first piece of advice is to recognize the fact that you have a hard thinking problem. That this is a lot of times people are looking for easy pat solutions and a little answer that's just going to solve all the right. problems. Just
1: tell me what to do. That's all I want to know. I don't exactly. want to have to think.
0: Exactly. And I think part of the part of the step in finding the solution is to realize. Well, you know, this is a hard problem, and it's hard because it's new or it breaks the routine. Right. Or it's clearly going to the next level of difficulty. All of those things are going to make it be hard. So, as you said, when you first become a mother, you don't have motherhood experience. Everyone says the second and third kids are a lot easier.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and the second have. and third kids will tell you that, too. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. Now, this is totally normal because the fact is that whenever you're thinking about problems and how to solve problems, you are relying on your existing data banks of knowledge and you have to you have to rely on them in the process of doing the thinking so when you, whenever you're trying to go to some place where you don't have as much knowledge you're going to have a uh, you're going to have more trouble, in effect, expanding your knowledge at the same time as you're solving the problem.
1: So let me give two examples there. If I'm the entrepreneur and I know nothing, like my husband started a hardware store and he didn't know anything about starting an entire store Mm -hmm. with tons of nuts and bolts and you name it. And so he didn't have a lot of knowledge to draw on. I mean, he was in a related business, but not in terms of having his own store. So that that he's faced with, oh my gosh, my data banks are relatively empty here. And mm-hmm. the same with a mom. A mom who is a first-time mom, will, if, assuming she you know, didn't raise her own siblings, will say, my gosh, my data banks are empty. I, what do I draw on just how my parents raised me? Oh, my God, I don't want to be like my mom or my dad.
0: <laughs> exactly. Right. So as I said, the first thing is to recognize that it is a problem. Now, of course, one of the things you're going to do is try to learn what you can from other people in these situations. It only makes sense that you would talk to other hardware store owners or talk to other parents or read books, whatever, to get some data there. What I'd like to talk about is what you do for your own self to make that process of growth, which you are in effect going through, easier because it can be sometimes painful and unpleasant, and it doesn't need to be. So I'd say there are two things that make the hard thinking that you do in these situations unpleasant. One has to do with uh, the pain factor. What makes hard thinking painful? And there are two things, unrealistic expectations and having it be, in effect, a self-esteem issue. Mm
1: -hmm. So how would that come up with the mother? I don't know if I can be a mom. I just don't think I can do it. Mm-hmm. And I should be the perfect mom, and I, and I want to be the perfect mom, but it's, I don't think I have the skills or could even get them.
0: Exactly. So this, this kind of self-doubt that you are describing a, a new mother having, this is actually going to get in the way of thinking about how to handle the new situation. The, the self-doubt actually undercuts the thinking process. So the first thing that you need to do in those kinds of situations is to challenge those premises. This is a normal state of affairs. Every mother is a new mother when the first child is born. It is a totally normal process, and it is not something to feel uh, you know, abnormal about, that you are in a new situation and that you need to face that. So one thing is to reassure yourself on the self-doubt issues.
1: So not to make it a self-esteem issue, but to say, you know what, whether it's a mom or an entrepreneur or a kid in college for the first time, it's, this is new. Well, yeah, it's going to feel difficult, but it's not a self-esteem issue. I just want to be able to access more knowledge.
0: Right. The second half of that is realistic expectations. I think actually one of the problems that sometimes uh, when you're in a new field you have is you expect to be operating at an expert in that field in the first six months. And that is an unrealistic expectation. It's, you know, one of the things that you need to do is to try to, for example, if you're a new mother, figure out what are the real basic things. Well, the basic thing is don't drop the child. Right.
1: Right? Right. Would you agree with that? And to feed the child. When do you pick it up when it's crying and when don't you? Right.
0: And to try to get a a ball on what are the number one things to worry about and try to find out what are the two, three, and four things to worry about so you will concentrate mostly on number one. And not have the expectation that you're going to be able to do every single thing, you know, quote-unquote perfectly the first time.
1: Right. So it's setting unrealistic goals for yourself to say, like when I started dance lessons, that's a good example. It's like, well, I should know how to dance, and so now it's a self-esteem issue, and I'm setting unrealistic goals. And then after my first lesson or two, and when my hips aren't moving anywhere as near what my dance teachers are doing, I think, oh well, I'm a failure, maybe I can't get these skills.
0: Instead, think maybe, hey, this is the thing that I need to learn. Gee, this is the first skill. How do I get my hips to move?
1: Right. How do you focus better, and what is she doing differently? And Mm -hmm. pick up one or two tips from her a day, knowing that I'm at point zero, and I can only grow from there. That's the theme.
0: Exactly. And the fact that you're growing, when you hold that context, it puts everything in a positive perspective. I think of the example, the Walmart story, maybe you've heard it, that... Early on, Sam Walton, when he was starting the Walmart stores, he made a lot of mistakes. And one of the stories was he had a grand opening with a bunch of, I don't know whether it was horses or donkeys, he had some kind of animals there. And it was a hot, sunny day, and let's just say that the place stank to high heaven. It was a disaster as a grand opening. Well, what did he do? He didn't say, oh my God, I'm no good, I don't know how to run a store. He said, oh, gee, Well, we'll change how we do this next time. This is a learning experience. Right. As opposed to taking it as a evidence of a lack of ability
1: so you're saying take it as normal whenever you start something new or you're advancing yourself in any field whether it's in business or elsewise to then set realistic goals don't make it a self-esteem issues and grow and how could people get in touch with you jean um, i know you teach a course tackling hard thinking for both businesses and for individuals who are interested how could they reach you
0: the easiest way would be through my website, which is www.jeanmaroney.com. That's
1: J-E-A-N-M-O-R-O-N-E-Y.com. Jean, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Ellen. And I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. It's been great being with you today. And you can also look up thinkingdirections.com. I think that that's also her website. Again, that's Jean Maroney. She was fabulous. And I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. And my show's The Rational Basis of Happiness. And you can always visit my website, drkenner.com. We've got lots of fun stuff on that. Look forward to being with you again next week.
0: Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, The Serious Romance Guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner.
1: What destroys love and how can you prevent it? Several problems can undermine love. Many people are aware of them, and yet they don't know how important they are to fix or how to fix them. Here are six broad categories of actions you can take and which we elaborate on in Chapter 16 of our book. Number one, correct bad manners and bad habits. Number two, replace anger with positives. Three, replace repression with the ability to feel and express emotions. Four, replace white lies with the truth. Five, don't let relatives or children undermine the relationship. Six, don't let money issues undermine love.
0: You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.